Welcome back to Gen Zen, a place where we discuss everything spirituality and self-development as we navigate life as Gen Zs together. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Gen Zen podcast. I'm your host Holly and today's episode is all about values. Are you living in line with your values? What are values? This is a topic that I am so passionate about and it's actually the my favorite coaching topic when I first learned about values in my training. I just thought it was so incredible and something that I can't believe more people don't know about. I feel like everyone's kind of familiar with the concept of values, but I actually learned you know, how do we find out our values? How can they be breadcrumbs to our purpose? And how can they help us to live with more direction and clarity in our lives? So I'm so excited that I got to sit down with my good friend and fellow coach, Kate Hurst, in this episode to discuss everything about values and how we can live more in line with our values and how they shape who we are as a person. As always, if you loved it, I would love you to share it far and wide with others and leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And without further ado, let's dive into it. Welcome, Kate, to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Today, we're going to chat all about values, what values are, like what they're not, because I feel like people have a lot of misconceptions about what actually a value is. And Kate is somewhat of an expert in this. (laughs) (laughs) She definitely is. So we're going to be sharing all our wisdom on this topic. But first of all, I always open with this question. Kate, I'd love to ask you, what does spirituality mean to you? So I know we were talking about this earlier. So I don't frequently use the term spirituality, but I was having a think about it. And the more I thought about it, the more, even though I don't necessarily use that term, I definitely believe in sort of the the meaning behind it. And I guess for me, it means knowing and being your truest self and sort of acting and responding and thinking in ways which feels most true to you so I think spirituality is when you feel most connected to yourself and I guess that's all come into values as well which we'll talk about later it's when you feel most connected to things that are most important to you and and as when I was thinking about it as well I think another element of it for me with spirituality is sort of knowing that the path that you're on is where you're meant to be and sort of any sort of setbacks or challenges that you have it's not fighting against those things it's just it's sort of accepting that your life will is sort of evolving with those things and you can kind of take lessons and learning from perhaps things that might come across as like obstacles or challenges along the way um and also I feel like with spirituality and understanding yourself a bit more and knowing yourself I think a lot of people think that you need to make a drastic change and which is so understandable a lot of people you know might move country or change jobs or come out of relationship or you know all these like really drastic changes and sometimes that actually does help people understand themselves more definitely but sometimes it doesn't actually need to go to that level um it sometimes actually takes instead of doing something external actually it's coming more inwards And obviously, you and I know that through being coaches is that actually seeing clients in coaching sessions understand over the course of working together that actually within themselves, they always had all the answers and all the ability and all the resources and the strength to do what they wanted to do and understand themselves. It's just they just needed that space and the opportunity for it to be brought out of them. And I just think that's such an amazing thing that, well, that I'm coaching can provide but not necessarily even if you don't go into coaching it's like finding those just finding that space for yourself just to go inwards a little bit rather than thinking you need to make changes outwardly Um, yeah 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 I love that I also feel like at the moment in I don't know maybe it's like Instagram or society people are telling us that the answers are like outward that Mm. And and I felt like this, I just wanted someone to tell me the answer a few years yeah. ago of what I should be doing. And, and I felt like I didn't have the right knowledge and I just needed to acquire loads more knowledge. And now I'm starting to realize, and I, I, I feel like we're going in this direction of more, we need, need to all become a bit more embodied and a bit mm-hmm. more trusting of our inner selves. 
Mm-hmm. And you get that through connecting to your inner self, which I guess is Definitely. what you're kind of saying is yeah. yeah, spirituality to you, which I completely yeah, agree. And also that it happens, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's it's definitely like a working progress and kind of like you, you kind of evolve as you go through life. And it's definitely not something that, and I think I, a lot of people in my instance anyway had this, you know, when you finish uni, it's very much like, right, what do I want to do? Like what career do I want to go down? Like you feel like even though you're so young at that point, I think everyone just was like, felt like they just should know straight away, um, you know, the path that they wanted to go down. But it's it's just all about sort of like learning about yourself as you go along um and the more you experience different things or meet different people or you know do different jobs or be in you know meet different friends and things like that you you kind of understand a bit more about yourself as you experience those things um so it's not just like clicking your fingers and it all being there it's it's like a a constant process sort of thing yeah and i feel like a lot of people feel like they have to have these big like you said, drastic mm. changes or drastic things in their life do a whole mm. 180. Yeah. And a lot of the time you hear that's people's journeys, but I feel like for both of us, I guess our our own personal transformation journeys have been a little bit more gradual mm-hmm. and a little bit more just, well, at least for me, it's kind of been a drip feed of, yeah. of oh, this is intriguing. Oh, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of this and dip my toe in the water of that modality and starts to snowball a bit more yeah yeah following the breadcrumbs I remember I I heard that that saying and I was like god that is such a lovely saying like just you know little things that you find yourself being like that you get that feeling inside that you kind of want to follow a little bit more um Mm. and I definitely had that with coaching um even for like a couple of years before I even decided to start training as a coach every time I sort of like either saw someone on Instagram or listened to a podcast with a coach and things like that, there was just something inside of me that I was like, oh, I feel like I keep getting pulled that way. So yeah, it's just like, Mm. yeah, following the little breadcrumbs, I guess, of what you can feel inside is something that feels right for for you. Yeah, what's the pull, what's the flow? I kind of, I love breadcrumbs. I also think of it as like a, where's the flow taking you? Mm. Where is the, like, if you follow the flow of life, it will kind of, point you in the right direction but sometimes you have to get quite in tune to be able to recognize what the flow is yeah and what those because I like breadcrumbs because it's like they're quite small so you actually have to pay attention because you might miss them yeah 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 so (laughs) if you're on autopilot so yeah Yeah. I think that's really nice Mm -hmm. so talking about your own kind of breadcrumb journey I guess (laughs) um can you kind of speak a little bit about where you came from in the coaching space like your kind of career journey I guess Mm. so far and and personal journey yeah into coaching wow so yeah I was reflecting on this when I was thinking when we were prepared when I was preparing for the podcast and um there's yeah it's amazing when you actually look back at how at the time even though maybe some things didn't make sense and I didn't feel like completely fulfilled it now makes so much sense that why those things were happening to like kind of lead me to where I am now Mm -hmm. um but I um I did psychology at uni and was always like super fascinated by psychology and like human behavior the mind emotions um why people sort of behave and think the way that they they do I I was even right from a level I just found it completely fascinating so I did psychology uh, at uni and then I moved to London after uni and worked in um, NHS hospitals so I worked in psychology services um, working like one-to-one with um, patients in the hospital or like doing groups and things like that. Um, What was that like? It was really so I, I work for Macmillan. So I work with uh, patients with cancer and um, for those three years. And understandably, it was, you know, super tough and the, you know, emotionally challenging um, a lot of the time. Um, but I think those experiences really built up my resilience and ability to respond to situations because you never really knew what you're going to get especially in group work that I would do um so mm-hmm. I'd work with um patients before they would be going in for for their cancer surgery so I would be uh, working with the nurses um and I'd be giving um seminars on sort of psychologically and emotionally preparing yourself to go through cancer treatment um which yeah so doing that for like a group of people when obviously it's 
you know, very anxiety provoking, going through like the hardest time of their lives and just really being there for them and meeting them for what they needed at that point was definitely challenging, but the most amazing, rewarding experience. Um, and I felt so, did feel so fulfilled doing that work. Um, and yeah, with the people that I work with and everything, it was, yeah, I, I did find that so amazing. Um, and then COVID hit and I was redeployed from my uh, job in the psychology services onto the COVID wards. Um, so I was working as a healthcare assistant. Um, so I was working um, for about two months um, on, yeah, on the wards, which was, yeah, even more uh, challenging. Um, and I was learning new things as I was going along and um were you, know, you still really... sort of in like emotional support at that point like no that was were you actually properly like, had nursing? to switch my skill set and learn how you know blood pressure doing like wow all these like readings for all the patients that were that were in hospital um and but then I also shifted into working as a family liaison officer as well so still being redeployed from my normal job um mm. and that was like because obviously families couldn't come in and visit their family members or close friends mm. and things uh, because you weren't allowed visitors at the hospital so I was sort of that middle person of setting up like linking up the family and the the, the patient you know if they didn't have a phone yeah. with them or uh, for people that wanted to FaceTime uh, but they didn't have the iPad or anything to FaceTime so I would have like the iPad and like be able to link families up to be able to actually speak to each other um, oh. and then update the family members on you know progress with their health um and you know next steps and if they're going to get discharged and things like that so um i found that like such responsibility because i was just putting myself in the family's shoes of just knowing exactly how i would be you know if one of my family members was in hospital so i just really like absorbed that responsibility i'm just like yeah i i it was very rewarding but I found that very stressful because I just wanted to make sure that everyone got all the information that they need to get and they wanted to speak to they spoke to but um yeah so anyway so I was I was redeployed over Covid and I was still living in London at that point and I don't know what it was but I think something just I just needed a change like I think like I'd lived in London for that point uh, at that point for like three or four years and um I absolutely loved it like I lived with my best friends like you know, the, the the work that I was doing was, I really enjoyed the work, but in terms of like sort of career progression, the job that I was in, it wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to um, become a qualified psychologist and you need to get onto a proper training course to be able to do that. And they're renowned for just being highly, highly competitive. And um, I'd gone through a few rejections of getting onto the training course that I wanted to get onto to become a psychologist. Um, which looking back is now, I'm so grateful that did happen, which is interesting because they really knocked me. Like when I got rejected, I think it was like the second or third time, I was like, I don't know where I'm going with this career. Like, you know, I, I want to progress, but I don't know how, I don't know how, how much more experience I can have or things like mm -hmm. that. So yeah, they really, um, that was upsetting, you know, when I, at the time. Um, but anyway, so after the, being redeployed and everything like that, my house contract was coming to an end. And I just decided that I wanted to expand my knowledge in a particular area of psychology. So it's called health psychology. So it's very much like, like I mentioned before, like understanding people's behavior, like behavior change, understanding like stress, the neuropsychology of it, the mind body connection, things like that. And wow. um, in order for me to progress in that area of psychology, um, I needed to, to complete this master's. Um, so, I made the decision to move back to where I am now, which is in Cheshire, um, in my family home to do my master's at Manchester um, because I was not going to be able to be a student living in London. Um, so really fortunate that I, you know, was able to come back and, and like move back in with my family. And But it's funny looking back because making that decision, I don't know what I was I don't know how I made that decision because I was leaving you know my whole life in London my boyfriend lives there all my best friends live there um and to make that decision to one go into back to being a full-time into full-time education um mm. you know moving it back back home with your family and like away from everything that I was doing in London um obviously it was a huge shift but I remember at the time something just so right felt about 
it just felt so right to to do it and I just felt like I really needed something to to shift and something to change um mm. and that was probably one of the best decisions I've I think I've ever made just doing that because coming back and being away from sort of like the really hectic busy lifestyle in London where I felt like I was honestly like go 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 constantly almost probably living a bit on autopilot in a way just because you know I was you would just sort of do things that everyone else was doing and just sort of the job like with my job and everything I, I don't know I was just yeah very much like I didn't know what direction I was going in there but coming back home and changing my environment changing my routine and lifestyle and everything um just really has been the best thing that I could have done because mm. um going to do that master's um was really I, it was very confirming of what I wanted to do in terms of that area of psychology in particular. And I think actually, like I said, with the lifestyle, just having more chance to like, it all sounds so silly, but like get better sleep and go out for walks. <laughs> and I just had more time. So I was mm. like reading all these books and like podcasts and all these things. And I think I was just learning so much more about what I was truly interested in, which I never really gave myself the time to do when I was in London because I barely had any time alone, to be honest, because I was always living with housemates. And naturally, if you live with, you know, your friends, we always found that we were like always cooking together and then chilling together, which I absolutely loved. Um, but it was nice to actually have, which I didn't expect actually to have that time, more like alone time, I guess, at home. Um, just to really get clear on like what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was, that decision and moving back home that actually really gave me the confidence to actually explore coaching. Um, and like I said before, I'd always had in my head, I'd always like seen coaches on Instagram and like listening to podcasts. And I was like, wow, that sounds so cool. Like, I just remember it being like, that's insane that, and like reading people's testimonials and things like coaches testimonials from clients. I remember being like, can't believe like coaching's able to do that for people and like just being so fascinated probably for 18 months I was just it was just this distant thing that I was like I would never be able to do that um because it's just not me it's not the career path I'm going down I'm very mm. NHS like you know all of this um and I think actually having the confidence to move back home make that big change do the masters and like absolutely love it like I genuinely felt like I was sort of in my element doing that um I think it just gave me the confidence to be like well why can't I do the coaching um and explore that side of things um which is interesting because I, I actually had coach I was coached myself whilst I was doing the coaching training and um that was I think really pivotal in me actually continuing to to be a coach to actually have the confidence to do it because there was a massive mind sh mindset shift that needed to happen for me and mm. I don't know if you were the same but like I just had this narrative of like that's my career path you know this I'm you know I'm not someone that would be self-employed um I would always work for the NHS like very much like that's the route I'm going down that's what people know me like to have mm. my job in and there was a massive like narrative shift for me that needed to happen of like no, I could also work this way and just start to like think a little bit more flexibly about the way and the yeah. direction that my career could go. Um, I yeah, think, I don't know if you found the same with that. Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think it's interesting because like we end up quite early on putting ourselves in like boxes, mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is what I do. This is what I'm about. Yeah. This is me, like neatly packaged. And I feel like people yeah. are trying to get to that, like, you know, finding themselves, I guess. Mm. And they think that that translates to what am I known for? What's my career path? You know, and mm. then I'm set. Yeah. And and actually, I think what coaching really allows allows us to do, it doesn't have to be in a coaching space, but it really helps us like think a little bit, yeah more without the blinkers on think yeah, outside of yeah. the box and and realize mm -hmm. that we we aren't confined to these boxes that we, we mm -hmm. we're the ones who have assigned that exactly. narrative yeah. it's <laughs> so, the story that we've just always told told ourselves and yeah i found it fascinating to 
to learn that you can change that story. And it, now it feels really silly to me to think that I thought like that. Um, <laughs> but it was just that, I think it was just so eye-opening realizing that I have the control and I have the power to change that story and change that narrative and um, take myself out of that box that I put myself in. Um, and, you know, yeah, work for myself rather than for someone else and, and everything like that. So yeah, that was really, I learned so much about myself on the training as well as learning, you know, how to coach other people during my coaching training. I learned so much about myself as well. Um, mm. Cause I guess you probably had the same with your training. Like so many of the, the, during the learning, like so much, so much of what you do with the cohort, we do like a lot of role plays or where you bring your own things to talk about and then you kind of get coached through that as well or like the activities you have to do that you learn about how you do for clients you also do it on yourself and it was just really eye-opening yeah. the whole thing um, yeah I completely agree it was exactly the same for my training it was mm -hmm. you were being coached it was sometimes it was it was a lot like we went yeah. deep into things but yeah. in order to transform others you have to start with with yourself really yeah 100% and and yeah in order to coach clients through similar sort of shifts it's it's so I find it so helpful to understand that I've also been through that shift and I can kind of resonate with with you know the self-doubt that's coming up and the lack of confidence and imposter syndrome and like all of these things that come up so regularly in coaching mm. um but yeah so that's when I did the coaching and it's funny how things just align when when you've when you kind of, oh, I guess, living in line with your values, which is obviously what we'll, we'll come on to. I feel like I've just given my life story with this, but. Um... <laughs> it's a great life story. It's so interesting. I love it. Um, but um, once I'd finished my coaching training, I then also got a place on the psychology training course, which I'd always wanted to get onto. And it's just funny how life works out like that. How, I don't know. I think when you, when you know what you want to do, then things just seem to like, work and align and come together so that's mm -hmm. that's currently where I'm at so I'm um working for the NHS full-time um as a trainee health psychologist and then also privately doing my coaching with one-to-one -one clients um as well so that's the balance that I've got at the moment um mm. which I'm absolutely loving um yeah. if I could do more coaching that would be ideal but um <laughs> it's it's I'm I've still got it there and I'll, you know, keep it there as I complete my training and then hopefully move into either full time or, um, yeah, something like that when once my training is finished. And, yeah. Yeah. And kind of going on to our topic of values, mm -hmm. how do you think kind of knowing your values has helped you? you know, because it sounds like you've you've had quite a lot of different pivots like mm. that you've had to do and, and sort of taken the leap with things, you know, like moving back home from London. Mm. How do you think sort of knowing your values has helped you trust that process and shown you the breadcrumbs, I guess? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Well, one of my values is has always been helping others. Like, I think that's shone through since... I was, you know, in sixth form, like doing volunteering and things like I just, or I can remember the feeling that I got when I was, yeah, either volunteering or like in my initial jobs, I've always been like in quite caring, supportive roles. Mm. Um, and that is the the value that I think I've always held on to. And I've, I think I just remember thinking when I was at that point of like, I don't know which direction my career is going. And, and then coaching was there. And I just was like, well, I'm still able to meet that that value of helping others through coaching and mm. apply so many of the things that I've learned and the skills that I've got through all my psychology um, work experience and, and jobs and everything like that and my master's like into coaching. And so I think knowing my value of wanting to help others, that was really quite pivotal in actually being like, well, I don't, it doesn't only need to be in the work that you know that I've always known with the NHS it can also be through doing coaching um so yeah I think I think that value has really guided the direction that I've taken with it yeah I like that so let's go on to talk about 
what do we actually mean when we talk about Ooh. values? Because I don't know about you, but when when I learned about values on my training course, I had, because everyone's heard of the word, everyone's got yeah. their perception of it. And yeah. what I thought were va- values were was actually quite different to what I learned about on the course or not completely different, but a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you can talk about like, what do we actually mean in a coaching sense when mm-hmm. we talk about values and what your values are yeah so I was the same like when I when I learned about it I remember so distinctly it actually wasn't on my training it, I was listening to a podcast um and I just remember I think I called my boyfriend and I was like I've just learned about this thing and it's so fascinating <laughs> um I just yeah I remember that so significantly and I think quite a lot of people have that when they learn about values it's very like and like aha like like a bit of a bit of a moment mm-hmm. um but yeah so so values are a set of beliefs or principles um, that you believe are important to you and the way that you live your life. Um, so they're just a set of ideas about, yeah, the way you want to live your life, the kind of person you want to be, how you want to spend your time, who you want to spend your time with, the opportunities you want to go for, like what you stand for, and like what the principles you believe in. And um a lot of people kind of term your values as your either like life directions or internal compass, um, which I quite like the internal compass one. Um, And they are so unique to everyone. So there's so many different words you can use for for values. Um, And they are essentially the things that make you, you. And so, yeah, everyone's going to be totally unique with what their values are because everyone has different ideas of how they want to live their life and different ideas of what is truly truly important to them um Mm. so yeah values essentially guide the way that you do lead your life um and they can be they can be words just for a little bit of a flavor of them you know it can be words like connection honesty um fun what else we got i don't know um (laughs) you've got like health um family um yeah I don't know why I've literally like thought (laughs) no they're good ones (laughs) I was like don't ask me I can't my mind's gone blank (laughs) I can't think of a value right now like freedom enthusiasm energy like like Mm. you can also like make them fit they don't have to be like a you know a set word that you see on google or whatever you can make the word fit like what feels right for you and what feels true for you um Mm. And I think when you're living in line with your values, that is when you feel you feel fulfilled, you feel energized, you feel like uplifted, motivated, um, and they can help you just understand a little bit more about yourself. And perhaps, you know, if you found a situation particularly like difficult or upsetting, knowing your values can help understand certain situations if you've found them challenging or that it can help you understand why you found a particular thing really enjoyable or um, that you got a lot from it. Um, or like if you perhaps didn't really get on with a particular kind of person, it might be because your values and theirs like don't actually quite align. Um, mm. And it just helps you really understand yourself quite a lot more and understand other people as well. And I think when you're living when you're not living in line with your core values, that is when you might begin to feel like a little bit stuck, um, you know, lacking motivation, kind of feeling a bit of rut about, you know, perhaps your job or where your life is going and things like that. And um, it makes me think when back to perhaps when I was living in London, like before I made that move home, it makes me think I didn't really know about values then or anything, but I don't think I was quite living in line with my values, but I didn't know it. And now I've learned mm-hmm. more about it. I was like, I definitely felt those those feelings of, you know, just feeling a bit stuck, like directionless, um, things like that. And so understanding your values can, yeah, help you lead a life that you believe to be most fulfilling. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that's the key word, isn't it? It's fulfilling. Yeah. Because I think it's really interesting that that speaking about what you said what you said about London at the start you said mm. you were having a great time like all your best friends were there yeah. it was so fun but you don't feel like you were living in line with your values and and it's like we actually have to get clear and you can only do that when you get quiet with yourself mm. and reflective yeah. on like you know yes you still might be having a, a great life but are you feeling 
fulfilled and living in yeah. line with your values I think is the way to a fulfilling whole yeah. life really and yeah totally so, agree. and I love what you said there about you know just what did how did you say it like being quiet with yourself like as mm. in like just actually like we mentioned right at the beginning like actually just giving yourself that space to like yeah like how I when I moved back home I just had that space to like go go on like you know walks or like listen to the podcast or the books and everything like that and that just helps you understand things a little bit more mm-hmm. um rather than when in, living in London everything was like go 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 and like I was kind of filled every minute um which yeah wasn't anything bad with that at the time but it's yeah made me since having that space it's made me understand a little bit more about like how what feels most fulfilling for me mm, and it's definitely. also to say that your values aren't they're not like fixed so just because right now we might have certain values that we live by it's not to say that as you evolve and as you kind of comes into that spirituality um piece that I said at the beginning like as you evolve and experience new things and new people and go for new opportunities your values can shift and evolve and that's so that's completely okay like that's you know kind of what you'd expect like you know if you Mm. have children your values might shift um or if you you know move country you might change like what you find fulfilling there and things like that so it's just to you know you might have certain values for a certain time of your life and if they evolve and if they change that's really natural and understandable Mm. yeah because I was actually you must have read my mind because I was (laughs) going to ask that next like um are our values something kind of where do they come from almost are they something Mm. like our beliefs that get set you know from childhood or are they something that we can kind of just decide in the moment what we value Mm. do you think that they yeah come from somewhere and we have to actively go no I'm going to decide not to value that anymore Mm. or are they something we can just pick and choose moment to moment yeah like I think with your core values they are things that they really like you, I feel like it wouldn't be something that you know one day I'm going to value honesty and then the next day I'm going to value like something completely opposite to that like it's mm. with your core values as much as like I said before like they're not like static and fixed they will evolve and they will change they probably will fundamentally like come back to the similar principles in a way it might just be like worded a little bit differently or um seen in like a bit of a different light um but I think it's inter- it's an interesting question with the with like throughout childhood and everything because, like we were saying before, with that narrative that we and the story that we sort of paint for ourselves, that can definitely tap into our values. And as we're growing up, we might take on other people's opinions and other people's values, and then internalize them and think that that's ours as well and that's Mm. something to mention as well there's two different types of values so there's intrinsic values and there's extrinsic values so intrinsic values are what's mainly true to you like really that is the thing that fulfills you is unique um and yeah it's it's the intrinsic like the most true to you one that there is um Mm. and then there's extrinsic values um which are influenced by other people so it you know it might be like society norms or society pressures and so you might begin to think that oh success and wealth um I must have them as my values because society deems them as everyone should value those like you know those sorts of things but it's actually coming back to yourself and being like is this actually me or am I being influenced by other people? And it's really, it's really interesting to to notice if you have been influenced by that, which again is completely normal. You know, as you've been growing up, it might be your family might have influenced you or the friend friendship group that you've got might slightly influence your influence, what you think is important to you. So it's, it's really important to catch yourself to make sure that you're not getting swept up with, what you think you should what you think should be important to you versus what actually genuinely is important to you mm. um, so there's yeah that's that's so true true isn't it I love that because mm-hmm. as we grow up we do take on mm-hmm. the stuff that is coming in from external of what mm-hmm. our 
peers and parents and teachers yeah. think and we will internalize that and you know it's the classic one of like you know if your family have always given you the value that you need to earn money like earning money is really important mm. you you have to do that like earning a lot of money and then someone goes and gets a really high paid job but feels completely unfulfilled it's mm -hmm. because yeah. it sounds so obvious but like it you know it's no, because so they're probably not fulfilling their intrinsic values yeah it's extrinsic yeah. that's a bit of a yeah. hard word to say isn't it i know it is it's a bit of a hard to say <laughs> yeah so how do we differentiate between the two if how how can we understand in ourselves what is intrinsic and what is mm. extrinsic yeah and it is a tough one because if you've grown up you know like the example you use with like family um sort of you've grown up with them that with the valuing something like wealth or success or you know things like that it mm. can be really difficult to differentiate it and and I know we keep coming back to this point but it is really just turning inwards and actually giving yourself that space to understand a little bit more and there's quite a lot of activities like values-based activities which you can do and questions that you can ask yourself to understand what your values are a little bit more and then understanding if you're actually living in line with them so um the sort of questions that you can ask yourself and, and whether this is like a journaling sort of exercise that you do or you know you just have a have a real think about them but it would initially be that that first question is around like what is truly important to me you know just just really asking yourself that and i know it sounds like a really broad question um and it some people might find that quite difficult but actually just really thinking what is really important to me in my life um and you know just just note those things down just free flowing like don't think too much about it i think the best way to for you to really understand yourself and your values and what's important to you is by just letting it free flow and like those things that come out first are probably the things that are truest to you. Um, and then there's other, other another question which I really love is um, think of a time when you felt truly like fulfilled and energized. I love this question. Yeah, yeah. Like, what were you doing? Like who were you with? Where were you? Why were you feeling like that? Like, you know, th all those things that embody that feeling of feeling energized or fulfilled um just really get clear on that moment or that you know that time of your life and just ask yourself a few more questions about that time and just yeah just thinking okay what what was going on there why did I love that so much like with me I always like I do come back to sort of when I'm out in nature like or or if I'm you know gone for like a wild swim or done something that's like pushing myself up my comfort zone a little bit um but it's usually involving some sort of activity outdoors like you know it's just mm -hmm. really getting clear on that and like who are you with when you're experiencing that thing you might have been alone you might have been with someone close to you or um meeting new people like that can also tell you a little bit about yourself um mm -hmm. so that's another question and then a third question which I really like is who do you feel really inspired by um and that can be anyone it could be someone close to you it could be someone famous um you don't necessarily have to, to know them but who do you really truly feel inspired by and what qualities do they have that inspires you or that you really feel attracted to um mm. and some things might come out there um which show the things that are important to you like it could be that they're really generous um or really you had that you have like amazing energy or they're really optimistic or they're um you know really empathetic anything like that it could be that it's an interesting perspective shift you know if you might perhaps struggle thinking about yourself it's it's sometimes interesting to look at what you love about other people and what you what draws you to other people i think that's mm. another really um interesting question to ask yourself for thinking yeah. about the values as well. I don't know if you have any other questions that mm. Yeah, so I've got a couple which mm. can kind of complement that because I feel like with your questions, they're really about getting like the in the intrinsic values mm. and like what the the really lovely values, you know, like mm. honesty and connection and freedom yeah. and all of those. And I've got some questions I th which I think because I hadn't heard of it intrinsic and extrinsic, but yeah 
some of the questions I have could probably help identify extrinsic values. Mm. So um, one is to look at traits in other people that you actually don't like, which sounds counterintuitive, but like, think about anyone who really triggers you. Like could be a famous person, could be someone you know, Mm -hmm. because it will probably point you towards what you actually value. Like if someone, if you're like, oh, that person is just really rude to customers. Mm -hmm. Like I, Mm -hmm. and or um, rude to strangers, like that really bugs me or hospitality stuff. Like that could point you in the direction of, okay, so why does that bug me so much? Like I get so riled up by that. That could be a breadcrumb to a value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also another question I like to ask, which again is one of the really simple ones is, how do you spend your week? Like, what do you actually do day to day in a week? What are you spending your time doing? Mm -hmm. For example, like, are you, say if, say if you're spending your time, you you know, you get home from work and you're just too tired to do anything and you end up, you're like, actually, I just, I just relax. I just Mm -hmm. sit down and relax. Okay. That's great. So, so why do you do that? What Mm -hmm. is it that's important to you about that? Well, I just, I really value having energy levels like my energy Mm. levels are so important so I'd prefer to do that than go for a run or something because like my energy levels are really important to me um so that can be and also you can ask yourself whether you're happy doing that as well Mm. it's Mm -hmm. like because if you go well actually yeah I do that but I'm not I don't really like that I do that I'd prefer to do something else um can kind of yeah direct you in point you yeah. in the direction of maybe where things need to shift which actually leads me kind of on to my next question is is it possible to have in your opinion like I don't want to use the word negative here mm. but unhelpful values or do you think that that is just more a case of us not living in line with our values and therefore we need to shift so we do live in line with our values does that question make sense yeah I think so yeah and that's an interesting question I feel like if your values are something that you truly believe and you truly feel fulfilled by then I don't know if they can ever necessarily be negative because Mm -hmm. it's something that you that is important to you and that is going to be individual for everyone so like I said before, not everyone values are really going to align or match up. Like someone else might have something which I totally disagree with, but they might disagree with mine as well. And so it's like, there's nothing necessarily bad about that. It just shows how unique everyone can be. Um, Mm. And what was the second part to your question? You said... So it's, I guess it's more about living in line with our values then. So if we feel like, okay, these are my values, but I'm actually not really meeting those or I don't enjoy the things I'm doing in my day-to-day life then it's a case of okay these are my values how do I shift yes yeah yeah how how can I sort of shift and live more in line with those things because I guess the the unhelpful side of things is when perhaps you aren't quite clear on your values yet and you're like still learning a bit about yourself and which does like it does take time but it's being open to understanding a little bit more about what is important to you um and I guess it's it's when you when you're not quite living in line with those core values that's when I guess you have those unhelpful feelings of you know feeling a bit directionless or stuck um so I guess that's the negative sort of side to it um yeah yeah and I guess we have kind of touched on this but how do you think knowing our values can kind of help us have more purpose and direction how do you think Mm it uh fits into that yeah so I think three main ways there's probably so many more but three main ways is one is that it helps you explore new opportunities um so if you are more understanding of what's important to you and what drives you and what motivates you it might help open some doors to 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 new things so um and understand whether that new thing will actually fit with you so one example is in like a job interview for example or if you if you see like a job opportunity come up and say one of your values is growth you might ask 
either in the job interview or you might sort of like do a little bit of research on the job beforehand of like, you know, how much growth is possible within the team? Like, am I able, is there room for promotion if that's your uh, meaning of growth? You know, people can have different meanings of it. Um, or it might be that your value is flexibility. And so that might be something to explore when you're looking down an opportunity of a new job how much flexibility is there within this role? Like, can I work from home a little bit? Like, obviously, depending what your interpretation of flexibility is, that's just an example. Mm. Um, so it could help, yeah, explore opportunities in a way that it just helps make those decisions, I guess, of um, like, okay, maybe that isn't the right thing for me because it doesn't quite match up with things that I know are really important to me. Um, trying to think of another example that isn't like in a job or, in a, or like a job interview or anything like that um what about maybe like in a relationship yeah yeah it could be a relationship, relationship as well like there could be you know within the first few times of meeting someone that you're dating certain things could come up that don't quite align with your values and that not that's not necessarily not necessarily a bad thing if someone has you know different things that are important to them that it is to you but I guess it's just when you understand yourself a little bit more you can then read other people I guess a little bit easier as well and actually really understand like okay is this gonna match up um mm. so it's just like another level of understanding of yourself and someone else um yeah. and whether you do want to continue exploring like dating that person um and then the second thing is finding fulfillment in day-to-day -day life so it's kind of touched on like kind of the question that you said before the values-based question around so you if you understand your values and what's important to you and you know what really lights you up it can then you can incorporate things into your day-to-day -day life that you find fulfilling like actually purposefully and intentionally do those things in your spare time that you know fit with what you like so say for example if one of your values is learning you could use your you know Sunday afternoon reading a new book or listening to a new topic on a podcast and and learning that way or if it's helping others for example and say if your job doesn't necessarily fit with that you can still find fulfillment in other ways um mm. so it could be that you help a neighbor with their shopping or you walk someone's dog so you know it's it's tiny tweaks like that that you can make in your day-to-day -day that that you can find fulfillment with um because you just mm. find the things that really drive you and light you up and like I say it's it's I don't want people to listen to this and panic that you know if their job or something like that doesn't quite meet with their their values and like because that's totally okay you might have jobs for you might not want a job that is for that purpose um yeah. but you can have other things outside of your career and outside of mm -hmm. your working life that still meet your values and you still have all that you know that time in your day-to-day -day life to to do things that still really drive you and mm -hmm. things like that I absolutely yeah. love that and I'm just going to stop you before you go on to yeah. the third because that speaks to something that I feel really passionately about mm -hmm. which is the fact that we are making a life on this planet not just a mm -hmm. living and I feel like people yeah. get so obsessed with like I, I get that we spend so much time at our workplace so you know it is great when it fulfills our needs and uh, meets our values and all of that but you you can you do have things outside of that that yeah. you can meet your values with Literally. you know we Literally. do have other time and yeah mm -hmm. I think that's so important so I love yeah. that you spoke about that yeah definitely definitely mm -hmm. um so yeah sorry I cut you off so go on no, to the no, third no, thing no, I'm really yeah, interested it's, it's a good point um and then yeah thirdly it's about being brave so it can help you make brave decisions when something might feel a bit risky or a bit scary or out of your comfort zone um mm. And I really resonate with this one because the example I gave just before was going down the co the, the route of like training as a coach and, and becoming self-employed and doing that. That felt, well, still does sometimes feel so scary to me and like really, yeah, just a really scary decision to make. But because I kept coming back to that value of this will be helping others. And it does like meet my other values. Like I, one of my other values is growth, um, kind of in myself and helping other people grow. And it taps into that massively as well. And so I think it, yeah, it helps you make decisions when they might sometimes feel challenging. So say if you, mm. yeah, if, if you know that that decision on the other, other side of it is gonna be you living more in alignment with things that fulfill you, then 
it'll just really help you drive make that decision whereas if you weren't so sure it might be quite easy just to not make that decision or like take the take the other route um but yeah if you've got that values based sort of understanding behind you it can just help align with making decisions and being brave yeah um, oh i like that that's yeah. really really cool and then another question that i that i kind of have is how often do you think we should reflect on our values like do you think we should make it like a monthly thing or like a, yeah. a yearly you know okay okay let's sort of reevaluate my values see if they still resonate mm. yeah what's sort of your take yeah. on that I think it's completely individual like some people might want to do it like monthly or it might be yeah like a every six months you do it or annually but I think one thing to rather than having like a set time that you do it it might more be like tuning inwards and you might actually just be like okay how am I feeling right now like how's this last say month been for me or even just how am I feeling today is anything feeling a little bit off um am I feeling a bit stuck with something and that I think sort of tuning in and kind of understanding how you're feeling can help you realize whether you want to sort of realign your values and like come back to yourself and be like okay am I actually living in line or have things like gone off course a little bit and mm. something really helpful that you can do I actually read about this in a book or I heard on a podcast with um Dr Julie Smith I don't know if you've heard of her she's a clinical psychologist and she wrote that book um why has no one told me this before mm, and yes. um, I love this exercise that she's either written in the book or a podcast I don't quote me on that I can't remember which but it's definitely from Julie Smith and um she she does this exercise where you have your your say your three or your five you can kind of pick main values and firstly you ask the question of for each individual one um so you take the first one and you say how important is this value to me on a scale of one to ten um with you know one being not very important and ten being very very important and then you ask yourself how much in the last month or you know week or whatever time frame you want to use have I been living in line with this value on a scale of one to ten so it might be that you know say my my one of my values is like health and well-being and I've just been to Glastonbury Festival and not done much ex well I did a lot of walking but you know <laughs> not really been the healthiest version of myself I uh, mm. didn't really get much sleep things like that so even though health and well-being I would say on the scale is like nine, 10 out of 10 important to me. Over the last month, I would say I'm probably about like a four with how much I've been living in line with that. And then the third question to ask is, what can I do? What one step can I do this week to live more in alignment with that? You know, if mm. there is that gap between how important it is to you and how much you're actually living in line with it, then just asking yourself, okay, what can I do? Like, how can I take action? How can I intentionally live more in line with this value if it is important to me? And there is that gap between how I'm living at the moment. Um, so mm -hmm. I think just that is so simple, but I think just that exercise in itself can be really good just to like come back and be like, yeah, just how much of, is there, is there a gap here? Like, is there, something that's missing like do what um, what can I do like really taking that control back and being like just because things are veering off a path a little bit you can intentionally take take it back and mm. uh, do what's important to you um, yeah I think that's really important and that's a really great exercise I'm really glad you shared that because I was going to ask like if someone after this is going to go look at their values and, and realize oh, actually, I, don't, I do feel stuck. I don't feel like I'm living mm. in line with my values. That can be quite a daunting mm. realisation to have. Mm. And so doing a simple exercise like that mm. brings back a little bit of control yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wondered if you had any other sort of advice for someone who that's the case where it's like, oh, actually, I'm really not living in line with my yeah. values. Eek, like what do I do <laughs> yeah totally and I completely resonate with that and I don't want this to come across as you know if you're not living in line with your values then you what are you doing like all of this because it's like we've mentioned initially like at, at the beginning of the call like it's a constant like evolving process and it's not just a click of the fingers it's a very much like 
learning about yourself through different opportunities, different people, um, different experiences and everything like that. But I would just come back to that breadcrumb analogy. And one thing I would say is you are feeling like stuck is just anything that you feel is just lights you up. It might be that, you know, if you love painting or like playing the piano or um, anything like that, and you can learn this not only through like actually doing those things, but it might be that you're reading a book and there's something in the book or the magazine that you're like, oh, wow, that like, you know, that's so interesting. Or you listen to a particular topic on a podcast and and really listen to those those things. I think that's so important um, and just understand a little bit more and be like, OK, what is it about that that topic that they're talking about on the podcast that I'm finding so interesting? Like, what does that sort of tell me about? you know other things that I might be interested in and I think it is just like following those things and just but not putting yourself under massive pressure to, to need to know but it's just kind of feeling reassured that there there will be things out there even if they feel like the smallest little things it's just really getting curious about those things and allowing yourself to to delve a little bit further into it to understand a little bit more about yourself I think yeah following the breadcrumbs yeah that'll always be the tagline <laughs> of the of this episode um yeah no I I really love that and also I think it's really important at this stage to note that we can also be life goes through ebbs and flows and different phases so we may be in a in a phase of life where we our value of like fun and connection is really at the forefront of what yeah. we're doing yeah. but actually maybe health and well-being or um you know, success in how we're defining it may have taken a little bit of a back seat, yeah. but that's okay. And and yeah. I think, but knowing your values brings awareness to it, which is mm -hmm. just so powerful when you're aware yeah. of something. It's like actually, no, I'm in, I'm in a bit of a phase of life where I'm not meeting that value as much, but yeah. actually, I'm really happy in what I'm doing, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, hundred percent, and that's mm -hmm. so true. And it's yeah, not putting that pressure on yourself for like needing to be everything to be absolutely perfect and everything's so fulfilling all the time because that's just not how life goes you know <laughs> yeah. like it's just it just doesn't work like that but it's just allowing yourself the time and space to to understand yourself where you can and yeah and just getting curious I think is like such a such a big thing and that like sort of flexibility of thought of you know it might be I guess value it might be that you're you're living with values that your friends value and that you thought you always value like we we're talking about with the extrinsic values but um it's allowing yourself to be flexible and be like oh actually is that actually how I think is that actually what's important to me and just just explore it like it's just a bit of an exploration really mm. at the end of the day as well and, and like we say it does it does take time um and yeah and another thing yeah. I'll say just reflecting on your point that you made about just looking at your day to day, like that question that you asked um, of, mm. you know, what is it that you're doing in that in those spare moments that you have? And do they actually work for you? Are you actually find them fulfilling? And yeah, just breaking it down like that, of, it can help you understand a little bit yeah. more as well. Yeah, for sure. It's all mm. about awareness and staying curious. Yes. I think that's the most important thing about any self-development journey, like not to, it doesn't have to be heavy. Yeah. It can be light and yeah. just curious and mm -hmm. oh intrigue yeah, yeah how do I spend my time and what am I actually yeah. valuing at the moment it can be quite yeah. fun I think yeah. to get to know yourself better mm -hmm. so yeah and um then I had I just had another question about like whether you think we have different sets of values for the different areas of our life so do you think our values because we've been talk talking about sort of a general set of values do you think mm -hmm people have sort of work specific values or maybe relationship specific values that differ from our general set of values or do you think that we kind of just have our overarching values and they apply to mm. lots of different areas of our life just your yeah thoughts on no that. that is an interesting question I think my my gut instinct with the answer to that would be that you do just have like these core values and they trickle into different areas of your life Mm. um in different ways um but you always have this sense of you at the core which you come back to um 
and there might be different definitions of your value in different instances like I guess it would have to be so for example if one of your values was like flexibility like that one I used before in work that could look like you know having working flexible hours and working from home or things like that but then in a relationship it might be that you're more flexible with the plans that you make with that person and Mm. you know things like that so that's my again everyone some other people might have completely different take on the answer to that question but I Mm. think with me it it's there's those I guess those few values I guess you would you would constantly be coming back home to and it might trickle out in different ways in different circumstances in your life um at that time I think what what do you reckon to that Mm. yeah so it's been it's something that I've kind of been kind of thinking about and pondering Mm. so I think we have sort of one overarching set of values but I don't know I think potentially we could have different values for like Mm. how we show up at work like if we're um yeah I think I think we could and and in relationships Mm. maybe like okay actually I really value um honesty there like that is sort of my number one but Mm. maybe it's that sort of the hierarchy shifts a bit so maybe yes you value honesty but in a relationship it's particularly important Mm. or you know in the workplace it's not quite as relevant that Mm -hmm. I mean it might be might be really relevant like depending on what what industry you're in something else might take priority in the workplace yeah I love that actually that's a really good way of looking at it it's like they all might remain the same but the priorities of them could shift depending on you know where you are working relationship friends things like that yeah Yeah. I I really like that actually yeah it's so interesting we could honestly talk Mm. about values all day (laughs) it's so good I hope other people find it as interesting as we do (laughs) yeah yeah we both connected over the fact that we love values and we were like we have to do an episode on this because it's just amazing for both of us it's been such a aha moment Mm -hmm. and I really hope that this episode you've been able to feel that from both of us and maybe have your own little light bulb moments of oh maybe I value that and Mm. oh I'm quite interested in that about values because I would love to leave people with that and Mm. yeah so from this episode go and go and do some journaling sit with yourself and really think about what what do I actually value am I living in line with these values how can I live more in line with them so yeah so I'd love to ask you Kate now what makes you feel most zen as it's the Gen Zen podcast. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Most Zen. I mean, my mind just probably goes to, for some reason, I love being awake earlier than other people. So like, you know, sort of getting up a little bit earlier and this sounds so simple, but literally just going out on a walk in like a really, you know, nature, um, like lovely environment. Um, Mm. And yeah there's just something about doing that like before the world wakes up and you feel like it's you know sometimes where I walk near where I live I'm like one of the only people there if I go at like a certain time in the morning um and there's just something about that that just really sets my day up amazingly Mm -hmm. um so that is probably what springs to mind for feeling most zen um I like that yeah that's actually give me a bit of inspiration that I'm going to do that because I also absolutely love that just because yeah. it's like the world is just still and there's no yeah. pressure to be productive or to get mm-hmm. things yeah. going it's like 100%. oh the world's asleep I can yeah. just be yeah exactly yeah I yeah. absolutely love that and even if like you know when your alarm goes off or you wake up and you're like oh I just want to go back to sleep I I just there's just something if you just push through that like a few minutes and you actually just as soon as you're out and then you're in the fresh air obviously it helps when it's blue skies and sunshine like that's my absolute zen yes (laughs) Um, but even if not you just feel like the benefits of it I do anyway like honestly immediately like as soon as I'm just outside and um yeah Mm. I never regret doing that so yeah I'd probably say that's my that's my zen thing (laughs) I like that um and my final question is, how can people reach you, connect with you, yeah. work with you? Yeah. Yeah. What's the best so, way to reach you? Yeah. So I um, 
I'm on Instagram, so uh, it's Kate Hurst Coaching underscore, and Hurst is with a U, not an I. Some people do it with an I. Um, and yeah, so you can just reach me on Instagram. Um, you can either, you know, if you want to learn a little bit more about me and my coaching and what I offer, you can um, just send me a message on Instagram or just book straight in with, I offer free 30 minute uh, sort of introductory calls. So um, there's a link in my bio there if you wanna book in and we can have an introductory call and you can hear a little bit more about coaching and how I might be able to help you there. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. This has been amazing. I've absolutely loved this conversation and I hope all of you listening have gotten some wisdom and some inspiration as well and i think that's everything so we'll see you in the next episode thank Thank you so much for having me thank you so much for listening if this episode left you feeling more zen it would mean the absolute world to me if you went and gave it a review it's the best way to get new people into the gen zen community and get even more amazing guests onto the show so we can have more juicy and expansive conversations Thank you so much in advance and until next time, stay zen.